0: today's podcast is presented to you by podgo podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from podgo i recently joined as a member and you can too apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience that that's podgo.co at podg dot co and also if you uh do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh, application thanks whisper to me your secrets show me your nightmares all cats are gray the dark dear whether or not you dare welcome to all cats are gray in the dark i'm your host april simmons this podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent sometimes sexual content and obscene language this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart well hi everybody hope your holidays was good what is with that voice? I don't know.
1: Uh, I liked it, though. My my holidays were good. <laughs> until they
0: were. That's my little old southern lady voice. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't that. Would, you like, would you like some cookies, or would you rather have some cornbread? Um,
1: <laughs> Shit, I want both um (laughs) no i can't do like little like i tend to do dude voices way better than i do girl voices like i just naturally sound like a boy that just got out of puberty so yeah we're in the midst of puberty
0: sometimes yeah i sound very dude like and i realize that but i can't i can't help it it's just yeah yeah we were both kind of tomboyish growing up. Maybe so. we were both
1: dudes in a past life. Heyo.
0: Oh, there's a segue into the <laughs> subject of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Reincarnation. Reincarnation. The word just completely left my mind all of a sudden. <laughs> and really? I just looked at Because I named the episodes when we're recording. And then they usually change by the time they go over. And so sometimes I just write something funny and so i wrote the name of the episode as life do over and i'm like derp what's the word that i'm looking for for, you know reincarnation yeah (laughs) okay the word reincarnation derives from latin and literally like doesn't everything though i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah to be fair to be fair (laughs) um for the Letterkenny fans, uh, means entering the flesh again, which is kind of creepy sounding. But the conviction the conviction is that an imperishable principle soul exists in every human being and comes back on this earth, I, earth. <laughs> earth, earth. Um, Earth after death in a new form, the fate of every person in this life and in future lives is determined by the consequences of good or bad actions in the past or present, a.k.a. karma. According to data released by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life, a 2009 survey, not only do a quarter of Americans believe in reincarnation, but 25% 24% of American Christians expressed a belief in reincarnation. This represents a significant deviation from the traditional Judeo-Christian narrative which with which most Americans in the baby boomer generation grew up. You were born, you lived, you died, and after a judgment, you went to heaven or hell forever. So I, I included that information because I just thought it was interesting. Um. That even a good percentage of Christians believe in reincarnation, even though it's not really a thing in the Bible, yeah. or at least not in the Bible that we know. I can today. see
1: some people believing reincarnation is a kind of a judgment, heaven or hell.
0: Yeah. Um, or it could be considered like a uh, what's the place where you wait? I forget. Is limbo. it purgatory? Not limbo. Purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. I guess you consider that like that that it's some type of pur- purgatory before you it's move It's like on. a
1: video game. You die, you reset, you try again until you get to the end and get to go to heaven.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> or good... Or hell. That's if a you good
1: f up another time uh, that you just quit. <laughs> you go to hell. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to say that I actually do believe in... Re- and I, oh, I-, I tell you
1: I actually believe I will go to hell yes, <laughs>
0: well, that too but that's a whole different story Um, yeah. <laughs> but no I actually do believe in reincarnation because I've done past life regression did you ever do that with us when we did that at Tony's house? I feel like I
1: remember it but I don't remember if I did it and or rem- like, I remember or nothing if I did
0: it yeah we did like a, just a I, not a technical but like a home-based past life progression uh and i want to say uh, what is the name of that cd it was like i think it was like tie, one of those time life cd compilations I that had say like
1: pure moods or <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it was something like that but it had different <laughs> styles of music it had some celtic music it had some native american music it had like all that it might have been pure moods. I don't I don't freaking <laughs> know. But it had all of that stuff that didn't have lyrics on it. It had like instrumental music but based on different uh time periods and time periods and yeah. ethnicities and things like that. But we use that to kind of lead ourselves into like a meditative state. Um to do a past life regression, and I did have like some weird memories that were associated with that. I don't know if they were just things that were triggered by the music, um, or if there really is something based on that, but it, either way, um, I have met people that really do are convinced that they're reincarnated from somebody, um, and so it's like I, I guess I do believe in this on a certain sense, and I, I know that normally i'm like well i believe in the possibility of this thing and i don't know necessarily know if it's the case and that's how i am on most things but like like with ghosts and ufos and you know all that kind of stuff i'm usually like well i don't know if it's you know this has been my experience but i don't know if it's real or not and that kind of thing but this i actually kind of take a a stand on this i know it's not scientifically proven uh technically but i still it's a core belief of mine i guess you could say i believe in karma too uh i don't consider myself necessarily christian i don't really subscribe to any specific religion but i do consider that i'm spiritual and i believe in karma i believe in you know your good or bad actions you know affecting things and i think that that's kind of just part of that for me is the reincarnation thing is just kind of in that belief system for me
1: i mean um, i want to believe in reincarnation and like heaven and stuff maybe not hell i don't want to believe in that obviously but uh who does but like i don't know i'm just inclined to believe you die and then you're you know worm food <laughs> so yeah. like i i want to believe in most of these things we talk about like you know ghosts and UFOs, like you said but for the most part, you know, maybe part of it's like the lack of education. I could, you know, like you can read to me like a whole bunch of proof, and, and unless I understand, like the you know the topics behind it and the scientific, you know, the scientific core to- of it, like I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know. It just, I just think we die and
0: then we're in. A I don't, I don't know realm. if you have skimmed through this or not but you're read. you're fixing to read the scientific part of this and i'll still
1: probably be so confused that i won't believe it yeah here you go okay read this next part all right uh dr jim tucker associate professor of psychiatry and neurobehavioral sciences at the university of virginia i see why you gave this to me it's got a bunch of words Mm -hmm. Um, so you want to laugh Uh, (laughs) they study the cases of children who say they remember a past life. The children in the UVA collection typically began talking about their previous lives when they were two or three years old and stopped by the age of six or seven. That is around the same time that we all lose our memories of early childhood. Dr. Tucker says when he first learns about a subject, he checks for fraud, deliberate or unconscious unconscious by asking two questions Do the parents seem credible. And could the child have picked up the memories through TV, overheard conversations, or other ordinary means? If he can rule out fraud, he and his team interview the child and his or her family to get a detailed account about the previous life. Then the researchers try to find a deceased person whose life matches the memories. This last part is essential because otherwise the child's story would be just a fantasy." Close to three-quarters of the cases investigated by the team are solved, meaning that a person from the past matching the child's memories is identified. In addition, nearly 20% of the kids in the UVA cases have naturally occurring marks or impairments that match scars and injuries on the past person.
0: Whoa! How did that blow (laughs) your mind?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is a little bit creepier, but, you know. uh,
0: I did not know that. I, I guess I... I knew that there were people out there that probably had studied past life stuff, but I guess I just never thought about it. it I mean, yeah, you don't, yeah, and I never really thought about it, but this, it looks like most of these cases check out. So it's like, geez. Um, And I read a lot on this when I was doing the research for this. And in a lot of cases, um... Like, they would take the kid to the widow of the person that they were, and they would know things that they should not have known. Yeah. You know, like, the the widow would be like, yeah, that's where he kept his guns, and that's where blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, how do you know all (laughs) the? Like, how did that kid know all of that from some random ass person? Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre to me.
1: I mean, I it could also be things like, you know, maybe reincarnation isn't real, but maybe telepathy is, or, you know, some, s- in, like, really strong empathy and things like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that all of it's pretty cool. I mean, one or multiples, so I'd be okay it's with it. Either
0: way, yeah, I mean, either way, it's very interesting. I've got a, here's the first story for y'all. Um. When I was your age, I changed your diaper, said the dark-haired boy to his father. Ron Ron looked down at his smiling son, who had not yet turned two. He thought it was a very strange thing to say, but he figured he had misheard him. But as a baby, Sam made similar remarks over the next few months. Ron and his wife, Kathy, gradually pieced together an odd story. Sam believed that he was his deceased grandfather. Ron's late father, who had returned to his family, more the tree I said that all wrong. (laughs) His deceased grandfather, Ron's late father, who had returned to his family. More intrigued than alarmed, Ron and Kathy asked Sam, How did you come back? And he said, I just went whoosh and came out the portal. Although Sam was a precocious child, he'd been speaking in full sentences from the age of 18 months. His parents were stunned to hear him use a word like portal and they encouraged him to say more. They asked Sam if he had had any siblings, and he replied that he'd had a sister who'd turned into a fish. Who turned her into a fish? Some bad guys. She died. Early enough, Sam's grandfather had a sister who had been murdered 60 years earlier. Her body was found floating in the San Francisco Bay, so she was sleeping with the fishes, right? Right. Um... Ron and Kathy then gently asked Sam, do you know how you died? Sam jerked back and slapped the top of his head as if in pain. One year before Sam was born, his grandfather had died of cerebral hemorrhage. Um, And this case was one of the Dr. Tucker cases that he worked on.
1: Yeah, like, man, I don't want to be reincarnated into our own damn family. I mean... Oh, God,
0: yeah. Our (laughs) our family in particular, that would be fucking terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean, like man, like, it'd be way cooler if I was reincarnated and, like, into, like, somebody that does cool shit in history, but just, like, I'm my own grandpa.
0: Like, I don't see that that's Well, there's, there's a great lot of these cases that it's famous people that they claim to be. And like, I only included a couple of those because I just, I don't buy those as easily, I guess, because it's like, of course everybody, because everybody wants to feel important. So that's a way to make you feel important is by being like, yeah, I'm Marilyn Monroe, motherfucker. I mean, there's also a lot more information on these
1: people than just a random joke. Yeah, exactly. So they could
0: just be finding out information from some source, you know, yeah, I know.
1: Um, uh, this one's definitely creepy. I mean, the fact that they mentioned, like, he was speaking in full sentences from the age of 18 months just reminds me of all those people that misrepresent their children on the internet. Like, yeah. oh, my, my child fought back against strangers anti-vaxism. You know, information. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I can't even say it. So obviously, I'm not the kid people are writing them about. But you know what I mean. Like, people that like my my kid just said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and spelled it to me forwards and backwards. And oh my god, my child is a genius. Um, yeah. I just it just reminded me of that at first, yeah. but the whole turned them into a fish and stuff. I mean, that's just
0: weird. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure that. Even if they had mentioned that, you know, person, yeah. that family member, they probably didn't word it like that, especially if you're talking around a kid. Yeah. Um, so, it's just, at. I guess ones like that are more believable to me because, especially with them being so young, it doesn't seem, it seems like it's harder to have that outside influence when they're that young because they give themselves away because children that young usually tell the truth and they say what's on their mind like they're you know it's much harder to influence them because of the fact that they're just so open-minded at that day and at that age i mean
1: that's when nancy was probably at her creepiest so
0: yeah it definitely was even though she still is a little bit creepy well yeah
1: just not as much. It's only She's only creepy because she's more like me every day.
0: Alright. Want to read the next one? Yeah. From the
1: time he was two years old, a Midwestern child named Lee insisted he had another house and another mommy. By the age of three, he began saying he was born on June 26 rather than his actual birthday, June 21st. Lee claimed his middle name was Co. He wrote movies for a living and had a daughter named Jennifer. His sister asked him how old he was when he died, and he promptly replied, 48. Lee's curious parents relayed the titles of several movies to Lee, asking if he had written them. When they mentioned Gone with the Wind, Lee became enthusiastic. He eagerly claimed he wrote the film. After a quick Google search, Lee's parents learned the writer of Gone with the Wind was named Sidney Co. Howard. Howard was born on June 26. had a daughter named Jennifer and passed away at 48. As these details of Coe's life were unknown to Lee's parents, it's unclear how he knew them. This leaves reincarnation as a possible explanation. So I'd really like to know when this occurred. Um, was it before the internet was worth a damn? Cause that would be a little bit creepier.
0: Yeah. It does say that Google search. So, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Um, um. But I mean so I it, guess that the It's possible story. for them it's possible for somebody to know these details, but it seems like if you were gonna use a famous person it would be somebody more well known than just the random writer of the script of True Gone with the Wind that nobody really knows the name of that I didn't. Yeah. No. I recognized the name once I read it on here, but I did not just know it off the top of my head you know what yeah. i mean and i'm an actually and i'm actually a gone with the wind fan i love yeah. gone with the wind but i didn't even know that off the top of my head so it's like that's why i included this one in particular because i was like well even <laughs> though he's famous oh, he's not super famous you know what yeah. i mean yeah uh, yeah i was
1: to do they have like a Coffee table book about Gone with the Wind, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe. And would it really have that much information about this dude anyway? Probably not. Yeah.
0: Um, I did read somewhere else <laughs> they took him to meet the daughter. Um, and she, she was she confirmed that all of the stuff that he like they you know she asked him questions and stuff and that he was that he was right he knew things <laughs> too so. That's interesting. Yeah. There was more, like I said, there was more information on all of these. I just tried to shorten them for, the, since we're doing like a list, you know. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, no, the daughter, I would assume, it didn't say that she is like, yes, that's my father. Um. But it's well, just, uh... but, but it did say that she confirmed all the details of what he had to say. So I, I, I found that fascinating.
1: Kids are creepy.
0: Okay, next next story. <laughs> yes, they are. At first, Erica Ruhlman, or Ruh- I guess that's how you say it, um, laughed off her five-year-old son Luke's odd tendency to call toys and objects Pam. That's, <laughs> that reminds me of Nancy. Yeah, Shelly Boots. Shelly Boots. <laughs> she called everything Shelly, but when she was like, what, three, maybe? Yeah. She just named every... She named dolls and inanimate objects all Shelly. Yep. And she called all shoes Shelly boots. Yeah. I don't know why. Just it didn't matter what kind of shoes they were. She They were just, I got, you know, she'd be like, I got to put on my Shelly boots. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nice embarrassing story. Just for Nancy. It was her birthday yesterday. She's 15, guys. Yeah. Um. And I'm just like, oh my god, she's 15. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Tell me about it. <laughs> three, three years. I'm just like, no. Until she no.
1: stops putting up with my bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, But she calls Toys and Objects Pam. She was also unconcerned by his comments about having once been a girl. He would say he had black hair when he was a girl or that he wore the same earrings as his mom when he was a girl. Out of a curiosity, Erica eventually asked, was he just having a, like a gender identity crisis there? Yeah. Um. Out of curiosity, Erica eventually asked Luke who Pam was. I was, he said. Well, I used to be, but I died I and I went up to heaven. I saw God and then eventually God pushed me back down. And when I woke up, I was a baby and you named me Luke. After pressing him for more details, Luke told his mother he lived in Chicago, took the train a lot, and died in a fire. After mentioning his death, Luke made a hand motion indicating someone jumping out a window. When Erica punched the information into a search engine, she discovered a news story about a fire in the Paxton Hotel in Chicago in March of 1993, 19 people died in a fire at the building and a woman named Pam, Pam Robinson perished when she jumped out a window. Erica couldn't explain how Luke would have known about a fire in Chicago. He had never been to the city. She had never discussed it with him. While the haunting story of Pam Robinson could be a coincidence, it was enough to make Erica believe. And yes, I did punch that in myself. And I I, like, I'm like, literally, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it is a real story. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Um, so I guess that's weird. I, he could have heard about that story somewhere, but it wasn't like a hugely well known story. Yeah. Um, and why would he pick that particular person? And he. Yeah, it's it, I, I just found that one interesting and that's why I included that one. Because there's tons of these stories out there. I just kind of hand-picked ones that I found interesting.
1: Yeah, and I know. That, the fact that you can actually Google that one and find the information is the creepiest <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> Pam
0: Robinson, like... guys. I just hopped in like, Pam Robinson, Chicago Fire. And, yeah, that yeah, brought up, up, up a lot of Paxton stuff. I looked up Paxton Hotel,
1: Chicago Fire in 1993 and it pulled up some articles. Yeah.
0: I guess I also should have included, or if I could have found the information, I don't know, I may not have been able to, um, Luke's birth. Because, you know, usually it's reincarnation, it's within a short time of, so was he born in 1993 or 1994? Mm. That would have been interesting to add, but I guess I was too stupid to include that. Sorry, my stupidity. All right, your turn again. Uh, In 2009,
1: at the age of four, Ryan Hammonds began waking up, clutching his chest and screaming about how his heart exploded in Hollywood. His mother, Cindy, became intrigued when Ryan revealed more details from a former life. He insisted he once lived in a house in Hollywood on a street with the name Rock, in it where he had three sons and a friend named Senator Fives. One day, Cindy was going through a book featuring photos from old Hollywood. Ryan peeked over his shoulder and excitedly identified one man as George and another as himself. Cindy contacted a psychiatrist from UVA Medical Center who conducts research on reincarnation. The psychiatrist verified the man in the photo photo photo, rafter, photo was a <laughs> film star named George Raft, and the other man was Martin Martin, who died in 1964. Upon contacting Martin's daughter, she confirmed Martin was a Hollywood agent, lived on North Roxbury Drive, had three sons, and once met with New York Senator Irving Ives. Um, After meeting with Martin's daughter, Ryan lost interest in his Hollywood memories. He was standoffish at the meeting and told his mother afterward his daughter's energy had changed. Psychiatrist's explanation, upon seeing people from their past and moved on, reincarnated children gain closure and forget their former existences.
0: Or they're full of shit and they're scared that they'll get caught. Anyway, no, I'm not saying that that's the case, but I'm saying it could be.
1: Yeah, this one is throws me off a little bit simply because like let me pull out this uh, book featuring photos from old Hollywood photos of <laughs> random people. Yeah. yeah. Oh look it's you. Um that one <laughs> I just don't, I don't
0: A little like bit that. fishy. Yeah. A little bit fishy. Yeah. <clears throat> Shanty Devi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Y'all I don't really I don't not like xenophobic or anything we I just literally don't know the pronunciations of some of this stuff so I apologize when I do mispronounce places or people that are more difficult I'm just dumb it's just me being dumb not xenophobic same here yeah Shanti Devi of Delhi India was born in 1926 and barely talked until she was four years old she then began insisting she was she lived with her husband and son in a town named Mathura, where she had died ten days after giving birth. And that's very specific. Eventually, a teacher in Debbie's school asked her form asked for her former husband's name, and she replied, "Pandit Kedarnath Chaub." The teacher, are you typing that in now? Um, <laughs> no, that's Justin the te- the Okay. The teacher identified a man of this name in Mathura and wrote him a letter. Chob confirmed his wife, Lugdi, died during childbirth nine years prior. When Chob traveled to meet Shanti, he introduced himself using his older brother's name. Shanti immediately caught the bluff and recognized him as her husband. Now there's a, there's the thing he tried to trick her and yeah. it didn't work. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um. She recalled details of lugdi's life, such as uh, the husband's favorite food and how Lugdi bathed in a well in their courtyard. She also chastised Chob for remarrying, as he had promised Lugdy he would not. Um. Mahatma Gandhi. So, Gandhi heard of this story and he actually met with Debbie and set up a committee of 15 people to evaluate her claims. The committee could not debunk the story. <laughs> so, they tried to debunk the story and could not.
1: Yeah. Um and they tried to trick her and it didn't work either.
0: Yeah. So, I, that's why I included this one because I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> it doesn't prove it, no, but I just, it's fascinating. Yeah um i guess your turn what do you think of that one though
1: Uh, i don't know that one's pretty cool um i like you know me like the ones with the least amount of detail sometimes i'm like yeah this one's real um it, it had a lot of detail but it was kind of bland detail right like um it wasn't like i remember all these things and this senator and the, the street I lived on, and I don't know why that's my go to voice today, but
0: yeah, it's, it sounded very stewy from a family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but yeah, I don't know. That one just didn't seem quite as outlandish to me, and I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because Gandhi's name was in there. Well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe that part's not even real,
0: <laughs> you know? Maybe, yeah. Your turn for the bad names. <laughs> um, when. Karanfil
1: Tutusmus of Turkey was pregnant with a son in the 1950s. She dreamed a man named Selim Fesli appeared to her with a bloody face. She went on to give birth to a boy Sami Tutusmus. I'm not sure. As soon as Sami began to talk he insisted he was the reincarnation of Fesli. He said he lived in a nearby village and had been murdered by a neighbor. At the age of four, Sami walked to Fessley's old village and talked with Fessley's widow. He was able to recount their life together in great detail, and his murder claims were somewhat corroborated. Fessley had indeed been shot by a neighbor, but the neighbor claimed it was a hunting accident. Samir, on the other hand, insisted his past self had been killed due to an argument over Fessley's mule grazing in the neighbor's field. Samir returned to Fessley's village throughout his life, visiting his widow and adult children when he encountered his murderer he would throw stones at him he did not enact more violent revenge out of concern his neighbor would also be reincarnated Smee so stuck to stone throwing to avoid perpetuating a cycle of murder across multiple lifetimes <laughs> isn't that the craziest (laughs) shit you've ever heard yeah that's amazing like i'm gonna just hurt you real bad but i don't want you i'm gonna throw rocks
0: at you because you fucking murdered me you fucking asshole (laughs) i I should hope that i do something like that
1: (laughs) like uh i want to fuck fuck around with the person that you know murders me or whatever Uh, i just i guess i found
0: this one touching in the fact that he continued to go back and visit his widow and children like i was like wow yeah
1: that's cool
0: um because you don't see that a lot in the other cases because usually they they might meet but then they don't really have anything to do with each other afterwards yeah And and in some cases as the kids get older they forget the stuff too um and it you know, like I said, the scientists kind of explain that in the fact that you know you lose early childhood memories, yeah as sh- when you hit a certain age anyway, so a lot of them just don't retain those memories yeah at all and so i that's why I included this one is because of the fact that he continued to go back and interact with them and interact with this murderer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So, that's the end of part one. We're going to continue this next week. Um, we have a few more stories and some stuff to discuss. So, we'll come to back. Try light
1: and easy after last week.
0: Yeah, we were both sick and, well, everybody was sick and um, things have just been really shitty. I've got a ton of bad stuff going on right now. My kitchen and laundry room are flooded for the second day in a row. And I don't know why because we haven't been running anything major, so I, I don't know. We're we're having some bad stuff. Uh yeah. so we just decided to do a shorter, shorter episode. I'm not it's probably still not gonna be short because it's yeah. already at thirty minutes and we still gotta do our list. But yeah. we'll try to run we'll try to run through our list quickly. Uh right quick before we move on to the list. I do have some recommends this week. Uh, Root of Evil podcast if you haven't checked that out and you like this sort of thing um, it's the uh, it's about the um, family who thinks their dad is the uh, Black Dahlia killer Hmm. Uh, the Hodel family and it's just about all of their family secrets and about him and their, the some of the family is actually on there talking about the stuff and it is truly truly fucked up so if you're into the really dark and fucked up shit that's a really good one because I was like spellbound by it because they've got so much family shit like the guy even had a baby by his well he got his daughter pregnant like it's yeah it's a lot of it's dark it's dark it's dark Um, and then she turned around and molested her own kids too. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, the whole family is messed up. Um, so I recommend that one. Uh, I also just started one called The Lady Vanishes about a missing woman in Australia, but it's one of those that's one case, you know, for the whole podcast and it's but it's i just it's really interesting so far i'm on episode like three or four and it's like really fucking interesting it's not as dark as the other one it's but it's fascinating uh did you have any recommends this week
1: yeah i actually wrote down soul just for <laughs> our, our topic <laughs> yeah. we just watched that um yeah. like a week or so ago it was cute i mean it's definitely not the best pixar movie or anything no
0: so. I, it's it, still good P- pixar I'm kind of of the Pixar can do no wrong kind of thing. Yeah. But also, it, they make me cry like almost every freaking movie. Yeah. so. Yeah, no, it uh, was really good.
1: It was cute. Um, it, we liked it. We too. talked about it last night, and then when Nancy wanted to watch Up for her birthday, and so then we all cried <laughs> again. Had,
0: had she ever seen it before?
1: Yeah, no, I think me and you took her to see it in like 3D oh, when she okay. was little. But she talked about how much she loved it. And I guess she had forgotten a lot of it. Because none of us had really watched it. In a that time. reminds me. I
0: took her one time when I was babysitting her. Me and her went by ourselves to go see Wally When it I came out. Yeah. And that feels like forever ago now. It was. It was probably like <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> making me feel old. But yeah. So. That's, I'll also recommend that too. Just because I've seen it. In the past week, too. We haven't been, oddly enough, we haven't been watching much. We've been mostly playing our board games. Because we got new board games for Christmas. And been playing playing the crap out of them. Actually, I'll recommend a board game. Let me see. One that's for everybody. A card game called Point Salad. It is so, is simple. Like, we're into really complicated games these days. But Point Salad is so simple, we actually managed to teach it to his mother. Wow. Um it's basically just a card game with vegetables on it uh and so you pick each turn you can pick either two vegetable cards or a card that gains you points like uh they're different it's each one's different but it's like say for instance two carrots equals two points so every time you get two two carrots at the end of the game that 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 adds up to two points and there's all kinds of different modifiers so you're kind of strategizing to try to get the most points so you know you can pick up as many of the modifiers as you want to make points off of but then you got to make them to actually make the points you know.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of the ramen game you gave us for Christmas. Is it similar to that? Yeah, it's it's kind of similar, but you can, like, screw people over and you're limited to how much you can add to your ramen bowl. But um, I actually, like, I wanted to mention, y'all, I actually watched new shows in this past week oh. or so.
0: wow. I, didn't,
1: I mean, I'm still watching Desperate Housewives while I work, but mm-hmm. I've watched season one of Bridgerton. I watched- oh, is that good? Uh, I mean, mean, it's entertaining. I'll just put it that way. Like, it's entertaining, but it's not like a masterpiece to me. It kind of... Uh Feels like, you know, a period piece mixed with some modern day stuff, mixed with Gossip Girl, you know, like and, you know, very Pride and Prejudice type storylines. Uh, so, I mean, it didn't yeah. feel like anything super new or groundbreaking, but it was entertaining. The acting was good. The costumes are beautiful. The sets are great. You know, um, I also watched both seasons of Fleabag and I cannot recommend that show enough. Oh. That was really good. The second season has Moriarty from Sherlock in it. Oh. And he is freaking amazing. So, it's worth it just to watch season two. There's only six episodes in each season. I know I'm, like, really late to this, to this
0: <laughs> Like, you a really, tons of you people really roughly to, back what, You need to re- watch Lovecraft Country if y'all haven't already. Yeah, that's another one that I've been interested in. Um, oh, my God. No, I, when I first saw, um, you know, it being passed around and stuff, I was kind of vaguely interested. But, first episode you're going to be like oh my god where's this been all my life yeah um, because also, it's like yeah. it's got all of the paranormal shit and action going on it's but it's got you know romance and it's got um aspects of it where you know it goes into like the you know racial stuff going on back in the 60s and stuff like that too yeah like it has all of that. It is and it's wrapped in one big beautiful fucking package. Like it is so good. I, I, highly recommend
1: it. I also watched that just really simple Netflix show, Dash and Lily. Um it was I don't cute. Know that one. It was like a Christmassy type show. It came out, I think right around thanksgiving or something but it's about like two kids that like write in a journal to each other and send each other on scavenger hunts and stuff so the acting was good in that it wasn't like again wasn't like the be all end all fleabag was definitely the best out of the three of those um i started making nancy watch fleabag and zoe's extraordinary playlist came back out so we watched episode one of that um and nancy was like oh yeah we've been watching the
0: stand too." Yeah, The Stand. Yeah, I don't know how um, I feel about that yet. Yeah, I'm still iffy. I really like Marston as... Uh, He's about it.
1: Him and yeah. Scar's Garden, even Scar's... Like, the guy that played Randall Flag in the miniseries from the 90s was just, like, amazing. I'll I tell, tell
0: you my biggest issue so far. Framie. Well, her too. That one bugs me. But what bugs me even more is Amber Heard as Nadine. Yeah, I don't really dig her. She's just kind of there. I don't yeah. really. Whereas, what's her face that played? I can't remember her name. The the chick that played Nadine in the old miniseries. You got the impression that bitch was whack. Yeah, you know, like she was crazy, and Amber Heard's just kind of there. Yeah, like, I
1: don't. I feel like they just got her for the name uh and i mean really she's kind of tainted her name at this point to me um, yeah i'm not going to go against that she isn't saying some truths like uh, you yeah. know the johnny depp situation but i feel like it's been proven time again time and time again that she's stretching it like she's making yeah. up some shit and i don't like that um yeah it, it just it it i feel like
0: she's one she's of the obviously a of the, toxic person regardless i feel
1: like she's one of the she's so well known for this that she's one of those people that discredits everyone that has a true story to tell. Um, and I don't like that. Um, but I could be wrong. And I, and I hope that there's cases out there that, you know, you know, it, if she is really telling the truth, we'll, we'll find out, you know, but anyway, that was, that was a little bit off track, but I just, I just, okay, you know I like <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, you know, we had, went to program
0: link for the recommendations part. Yeah, um,
1: watch all that uh, stuff though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do, do all the things, play the game, watch the movies, listen to the podcasts, do all those things. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna be on to the today's list, which is food in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, our favorite subject uh so if you're not into listen to us ramble about lists you probably should have
1: stopped at recommendations. then go
0: fuck yourself no i'm kidding i'm kidding please don't go fuck yourself um i mean if you feel like it well yeah i guess so um so food who's gonna i don't remember i can't keep track with who goes first anymore why don't we just try this time to go backwards together and do one at a time yeah and then we'll do our honorable mentions at the end okay so, what's your number five?
1: My number five is a nuke simply salad with bacon, eggs, red onion, and pepperoncini added with honey mustard.
0: That's very specific.
1: <laughs> like that's what I, that's all I order at Nukes. I mean, granted, sometimes I'll get a sandwich or. Like, do I have half, so half? Which
0: which particular salad did you get? The simply.
1: So it's like oh. their house salad, basically, and I think they call it a house salad now, or garden fresh salad. It used to be called the simply salad because it comes with like tomato, cucumber, cheese, croutons, and like that's it. But I add all that other stuff because like I like a lot of their other salads, but they have too much stuff in it.
0: Yeah,
1: like, I get the ultimate. It has yeah. like,
0: you know, ham, chicken turkey I think yeah I, yeah like that's a what Justin stuff. gets
1: with honey mustard I no love that
0: but it's Ooh, I can't even finish a whole one. Oh, yeah, like, I know. I,
1: um And see, I get the simply. I think it ends up cheaper, adding the things I want to it, than finding a different salad and taking things away from it. Um, yeah. But, man, I love that salad. And sitting here now, I'm, like, slowly turning towards my husband, sitting at his desk, like, we should. he's shaking his head. <laughs> he knows what I want to do. He knows I want to order it for dinner.
0: <laughs> um, Until you get to the rest of the list. Anyway. Yeah, no. True. Because I want some sushi already. And I ain't even made it that far in the okay. list.
1: That's what we had last night for Nancy's birthday.
0: Yeah. We ordered each one. Well, my number five is mom's cheesecake. Mm. That is good. Our mom we really makes, should have had a whole
1: dessert thing. I didn't put dessert
0: yeah. on here. Cause that's, we, can do, we, can do a, we can do a dessert list at a later date. But I just yeah. I was just thinking, foods in general, what's my favorites? You know? Yeah. Um, Our mom makes a very specific like casserole style cheesecake where she makes uh like a buttered pecan crust yeah. and it's fucking amazing. I think it's called it's like strawberry the
1: cheesecake delight.
0: Yeah. Um and our mom makes that and people pretty much demand that she makes it for family get-togethers and stuff. So like yeah, it's just really fucking good. And I could probably eat that every day. Honestly, I probably could because yeah. i'm not a huge dessert person like i'll s- still e- eat candy or candy bars occasionally but like the d- actual dessert i rarely ever eat dessert like <laughs> i just don't but i'm diabetic so i have to think about that kind of thing too. Yeah, no, me i used to live
1: by a really awesome bakery it was called rosies i think it's called holly pops now but like they have like a whole display of cupcakes and dessert bars and You know, like cookies and different. Yeah, I would go in there and I'd be like, "Yeah, I want two of those, two of these, two of those, two of those." (laughs) Like getting like twenty things every time. And I'm like, I have a big family, but literally, y'all know I'm gonna eat half of that by myself. The one, like, I get two of everything because one of everything is for me, and one of everything is for the family to figure out (laughs) what they
0: want. Okay. Now we need to move faster. Yeah, we got to stop explaining every single thing like people don't know what cheesecake is or something um yeah, it's fun. <laughs> what's your number four number four is sushi
1: <laughs> yeah moving on
0: what is your number four bacon
1: <laughs> oh, damn. BLT just B L T probably could have been on there for me
0: yeah I, I do love a good blt i
1: love bacon but yeah blt is like a whole other level. oh yeah no i
0: have some bacon in my i keep bacon in my freezer because it'll stay good and it's quick to thaw Like, it literally takes, like, 10 minutes to thaw it out just by throwing it in the sink with some water. Like, I wanted Um, to
1: cry this morning because my bread was bad, and Jacob had made scrambled eggs and bacon, and I was really wanting to make myself an egg sandwich with bacon on it. But my bread was bad, and I really wanted to cry.
0: (laughs) I have cried over things like that. Like, when you really want something and then you can't do it, it's just, like missing it's like one heart- thing it's, it's fucking heartbreaking <laughs> what's your number three prime rib that's funny because mine is steak <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. i just I, steak you know, i love I, I prefer ribeye but yeah, that's good ribeye thing. is my
1: favorite otherwise but i love prime rib with the au jus and like dipping it and it's it's like some sort of like bastard combination of like Ham and steak, and I don't know why. Well, I, know.
0: I, I like well done steak. So if you ask someone to well done a prime rib, they will look like at you like you grew a third head. Yeah, okay? true. Because, I that's
1: mean, because always, it stays pink. That's literally. like a faux
0: pas, you know. Like yeah. it's it's a no no. People, especially in the culinary world, if it's a fancier restaurant, they're going to be like, we don't do that, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, because that's just how a prime rib comes. But yeah. I, I so usually I just go with ribeye which is my favorite anyway i, I like the steak, fattier man. cut i like the fattier cuts of steak i want a
1: steak with a new simply salad on the side and i'm turning around again to look at my husband he's still shaking yeah. his head <laughs>
0: so that was my number three okay yeah. what's your
1: number two uh roast Duh.
0: uh roast, yeah. pot roast yeah i love pot roast i just made that the day. I feel like I should add, i'm gonna add that to my <laughs> honorable mentions Just the whole thing. I love all of it. Not just the meat. Like the potatoes and carrots and onions and everything in Mm it. Yeah. Uh, I wrote potato. What the? I did not write roast. I wrote potatoes because I was saying potatoes at the time. (laughs) Potatoes roast. Potatoes my favorite. (laughs) What's potatoes, precious? I probably should have added potatoes because I love potatoes. I mean, (laughs) you know. Yep. And so... Yours was roast. Mine is sushi. Hmm. I guess we don't need to discuss that. Yeah. I like all. I pretty much like. I don't. I pre- prefer rolls, uh, just regular rolls. Yeah. But I pretty much will eat just about any of it.
1: I just don't do eel. You yeah, tried I don't. It don't that like one time, it. and I've never
0: been yeah, to try it again. <laughs> it tastes like fishy, metallic bacon to me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's just we really got weird. some bad one. I Yeah, know. I don't know. Maybe we did. But I, I haven't been able to eat it since then. Yep. That's pretty much the only one I won't eat. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I don't want no eat. Yeah, eel. I'll
1: try pretty much anything
0: else. I like the octopus rolls. I like... Uh, Tuna, I'll eat... Yeah, story. I mean, any of it. Just I'll eat the raw or the cooked. I don't care. I love all of it. Um, So... Food. Yeah. So, What's your number one? Number
1: one, because you said potatoes. No, um, mashed potatoes with brown gravy on a sunbeam country roll.
0: Wow, that's so specific. I want really? it more general. I, I want it more general with most of mine. Well, to be fair, really, it's mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs> on a on a roll, uh, preferably with brown gravy, and it doesn't have to be a sunbeam country roll. That's just my favorite roll. Uh, it yeah. could be a yeast roll. That's just my it favorite could be roll. Whatever the fuck, That's just my
0: favorite roll. Yeah. yeah, just any
1: combination of those things.
0: Yeah, my number one is. Can you guess? Can you guess? Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> That's my favorite. I can just about eat pickles every day. Just about.
1: Yeah, since our refrigerator died, like we finally gave up on trying to keep everything cool, and I finally yeah. we finally threw everything out. And when Justin came out of the the bedroom, mom said the closet. <laughs> when he finally <laughs> came out of quarantine in our bedroom, he plugged in the fridge, and it works again right after you know we threw everything out and it actually worked but i mean at that point like it's 2021 i probably need to not eat most of the shit i've had laying around um yeah. so we threw out a lot of pickled things yeah. and it hurt myself
0: okay hit me with your honorable mention list just, I just go, have, run, no explanations just run through it
1: i just have one okay dressing <laughs> uh, dressing, preferably with uh, giblet gravy and canned jellied cranberry sauce. Yeah, that's it. That's my only honorable mention. These are my favorite. Oh, wow, foods. I've got like
0: ten <laughs> fried catfish. Damn. Yeah. With hush puppies, gotta yeah. you gotta have the hush puppies. Yeah, butter and chicken and gar- that's good Yeah, one. butter chicken and garlic naan. Mm. Mm. Kimchi. Damn. Yeah. That should have been on yours, huh? Probably. Tom-, Tom Yum Soup. It's like a sweet and sour soup. It's like yeah. a Thai soup. And it's so, so freaking good.
1: You um, said no explanation. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one requires explanation. Because people are going to be like, what the fuck? Wingy dingies?" Ah, yes. Wingy Um, That's a specific. Uh, it's a whole, yeah it's a
1: whole wing with a hot sauce and seasoning on it and grilled to perfection it's
0: yeah it's a specific recipe that a friend of ours had a restaurant and he had those on the menu and we ordered them and ate them all the time and and then Sabrina's ex-husband Nancy's dad Scott makes them he because he has the the special recipe and like yeah I I've already told people like um if we have any major event where I actually have money to, like, cater, I'm just going to pay Scott to make wings for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm just, like, I would rather do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then roast that I added because you said it. Yeah. And that's it, guys. Yay. Did we Did make, we make it, under- it? Oh, it's 50. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> so, even with commercials, we're going to make it this week. Yeah, even Woo! with commercials.
0: Woo! uh, I guess that's it, guys. We finished that list, and now we're done with the episode, and thanks for listening, everybody! Yay! Yay.